Hello. Yo. Hey. <laughs> the last thing I heard you say was just herba joint. <laughs> yeah, herba joint. <laughs> I was just reading. It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> herba joint. Hey, Peter. Yeah, we should joint. cut it open with herba joint. <laughs> herba joint. I mean, I'm leaving this all in here. Sponsored by Bordeloy Biotech. <laughs> Hopefully sometime in the future. <clears throat> all right. Should we do this? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's go. All right. All right, so to everyone in the league, we're going to try to do this podcast weekly just to get everyone's questions answered, basically, because I know people don't read WhatsApp or sometimes ignore it, so we're going to do it this way. Easier for us, easier for me, probably harder for everyone else, but I don't care. Um, so <laughs> this will be hey, the first one. Yeah, exactly. This will be the first one. Um, I don't know why I'm hosting, but I'll do it for now. So I guess first we go over like just the, the draft rules because this is the first first continuing season we ever had with League Tycoon. Uh, then Peter, you want to talk about some of your draft math, and then we've all done a couple or a pick each for the rookie draft. All right. So today, August first, everyone knows the draft is this Sunday. It's at four p.m. Pacific, right? Yeah, you probably know that before we record. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's at 4 p.m. Pacific. No, maybe 4 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to look it up right now. No, it's definitely not 4 p.m. Eastern. I think 7 EST sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one EST. What? Wait, you think one it's o'clock? actually one? Eastern time? That means Eastern time. That's like three different times then. <laughs> is it? One Eastern time is 4 PST, right? No, the other no, one Eastern is 10, 10 a.m. PST. Oh, wait, I'm backwards. Oh, shit. What the <laughs> fuck will, am I writing down? This, will be in, this, this is, will be in this is crashing what and time burning. Is this draft? I'm not drafting. Dude, <laughs> Apparently. doesn't have support for time zones. <laughs> I am not drafting this weekend. Sorry, right. what's the time uh, of the draft? This is why we have this podcast. It's 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. Jesus Christ. All right, cool. What We're is done with up that. with my calendar? Basically, the way this is going to work is uh, everything we did last year with that crazy slow auction draft to get everyone's rosters filled, and it took like three weeks, and I was miserable because I had to keep like manually pausing it. We don't ever do that again. Uh, but we are doing that Lisa again. And Chris. <laughs> but we don't ever do that again. We're doing it again. Um, so we're basically going to have a three-round rookie draft to start. So we do that before the auction draft. Um, it's not a snake. It's just in the order uh, that was determined by the lottery. So my memory is actually, I don't even remember people's team names, but Jay got second pick. Um, so he'll get second pick for three Samson's rounds in a row. First. <clears throat> Samson's first. Cool. Okay. Um, all right. So we'll do that first Sunday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, Everyone, if you look in the app, you'll notice that your pick has a dollar value. That is the default. That is the value that that pick will get. Whoever you pick will get that contract for three years. There's no tweaking of it. Um, rookies will automatically get drafted into your practice squad. Uh, practice squad, you own, it only costs you a quarter of their actual salary. So if you have Jay's pick, $12 um, on the practice squad, that's only going to eat up $3 of your cap. 
as soon as you start that rookie, so you, that doesn't just mean put them on your bench. It means like put them into your starting lineup and play them for a week. Then their salary goes up to what you have to pay and you can never put them on the practice squad again. Uh, if they're on the practice squad and you put them on your bench and you decide not to play them for a week, you can put them back on the practice squad later. Uh, and I think those are all the main rules. You can oh, so you also can put, trade picks. You can put oh, people God. back on the practice squad and not know that. Yeah. yeah. Although I don't really know why you would. Um, I mean, you could consider it and then not, but like, since you can do things theoretically instantaneously, why? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I guess the reason to, I guess as as long as you don't play the player in a game, then they can still go back to the practice squad. Is that, mm-hmm. is that right? That's I right. think it's not just that they play. Like, you have to put them in a starting lineup. So if, like, I put them yes. in on Wednesday yeah. and also take them off on Wednesday, it, they can't go back on the practice squad, even though they never played. Oh, oh, is that true? As soon as you slot them into your starting lineup for any amount of time? The website says that it warns you. So, like, okay. it should warn you regardless. But my understanding is that's the way it works. Okay, well, Bobbin and me get fair warning. Just don't do it. I mean, you'll get a warning is what's important here, right? Like, you'll get a warning I mean, so you theory. will know that, yeah, in theory. But, like, yeah. you, you should know when that is When is that stopped? Uh, in the past. <laughs> We've made every mistake. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, those are the rules for the draft. I, I believe the default is that the auction draft will happen right after, but we don't have to do it then. Uh, we have plenty of time before the season starts. So, uh, you know, I think what we'll probably do is just do that, like, 30-minute rookie draft uh, all together on Sunday, and then um, <clears throat> we'll pause it. And then we can do a we can do the auction draft later, um, and that'll be just like the format from last year. Although, if you have less than a hundred dollars of budget left, which includes me, um, you don't get to participate in the auction draft. You you do, but you can only bid one dollar on players. Oh, is, okay, got it. Yeah. So if someone bids two, you lose. Got it. So we can at least like complete the lineup or complete the team. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. All right. Cool. Uh, Peter, you want to go next? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just to give a kind of a a feel for what this might look like, I'm going to use us three as an example for what our preseason draft will look like. So starting with Anish, rolling in with $70 of cap space, (laughs) his rookie draft in total will be $16 at the end of his rookies. And that'll mean his uh, practice squad will take up $4, which will leave him with $0 for the auction by default because he's under 100 And then he'll have $66 to waiver for the rest of the season. <laughs> and then Don't Alex, move people IR this season. Yeah. Yeah. Alex look, has one you guys make game. fun. Sorry, Peter. You can't just open <laughs> that up and not expect a rebuttal. <laughs> This is going to feel like a superpower to me. This league has no idea what's coming because I've just gotten used now to not being able to change my lineup. So we're going to see okay. untinkered Anish. So yeah. un- unquestionable Anish. No, no uh, uh, defeat him. No self-defeat Anish. Uh, no, uh, himself. It almost certainly will mean I will change my kicker 66 times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good use of waivers. Yeah, good job. 
All right, all right. Alex has a one fourteen, a little more. He'll Damn. have four. Also has four dollars in um, cap space eaten by the rookies. I guess the max, the max that anybody can have eaten by their rookies in their practice squad is five dollars. So um, everyone will have at least, you know, only like between three to five dollars deducted from their, um, you know, auction draft. But Alex was one fourteen rookies for four dollars. Um, for his cap, leaving him ten dollars to draft and a hundred dollars for waivers, and then for me, because my pick is so low, I only have three dollars of cap space used for rookies. This leaves me with forty-four dollars to draft and a hundred dollars to waiver. So yeah, I think uh, you can figure this out pretty easy on your own. You're either between three to five dollars. Mike, not Mike, Samson, I believe has the only five dollar. A deduction because he's first pick, but most people are going to be between uh, $4 probably in the rookie draft. That is not accurate because I'm looking here. I forgot, Peter, that you traded a draft pick with Sam. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> but I'm still yeah, I was about also, to ask. I'm I still forgot about four, that. I think I'm still only $4. Oh, right, because you just have a horrible pick. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. a third round. It's like, a fucking has $2 no pick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that pick is gonna win me the league, and I'm never gonna shut up about it. Just wait, just wait till we get around three. <laughs> I'm gonna if pick fucking Pache- pick I'm gonna, my guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Pacheco in three point one. You son of a bitch. <laughs> that pick is gonna win you the league bitch. in four years. Just you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk All about right. Picks. Yeah. Let's talk about picks. And this is up first, cool. round one. Yeah, so the way, the way we did this uh, for anyone who's listening other than us three, um, we each get we each will pick someone interesting from the first, second, and third round. Um, not necessarily who we want because you'll, it'll make sense when you see like the picking order. But uh, yeah, I got the first round because I know the least. So uh, in the first round, you know, we're going off of the rankings from Fantasy Pros. Um, yeah, the pick that I like is the second-ranked running back for the Seahawks, Ken Walker. Um, I honestly have not watched anything for any of these rookies, but I just like the idea of you know getting a running back because it seems really scarce um, with rookies. And I don't know, just something about the Seahawks feels like it's going to be a better team to be a part of than if you look at some of the other ones. I mean, even Brees Hall, I know obviously like he's probably going to go first in our league too, but something about drafting running back for the jets like it's just you know anything can happen and then uh honestly even like james cook i know this is getting like into the second round too but like the bills are great and that could be fun too and like some like our, our whole calculus changes now too with a with a dynasty league where you're not necessarily just drafting for someone who can give you value the first week it's like these guys come good like towards the end of the season or next year like that's good too and they're all pretty cheap uh, even 14 bucks is pretty cheap if you can get someone really great. So, yeah, yeah automatic that, three-year investment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. So, Chris, Wa- Chris Carson. So, I mean, you, um, you think – yeah, I mean, R.I.P. Chris Carson. But, like, you, you think Ken Walker is underrated at pick five overall in RB2? I it, It's tough. I mean, it's round one, so I get it. I mean, it's obviously high. But, like, I, what, I, what about him? I guess I'd say yeah, because I mean, we know running like, backs I mean, are a premium, so that's not like running a backs are a premium. Like that's my bias, right? And like obviously, like no one should just take my advice because I haven't watched yeah. any of these players, so I don't even know anything about that. But like, it's 
what's what eight wide receivers and two running backs and yeah maybe this is just like recency bias but like wide receivers has been so hard to predict like there's like all exist within giant tiers yeah and so i i think there's like an argument just based on that to be like he's undervalued just because of how scarce the position is and yeah, yeah do, would you yeah, would go and uh, walker over Brees hall if you had Samson's 1.1? I, I honestly would just watch a lot of YouTube videos to figure it out. Because like, I don't think you – I certainly wouldn't just, like, pick Brees Hall because he's, like, the consensus one. I think the fact that he's on the Jets is pretty Everyone's got – every video is going to say Brees Hall consensus one. Every single one. Yeah, but, you know, you got to do, like, the in-depth analysis. Like, when, you, when, I, when I drafted Isaiah Crowell – you could just see yeah. it, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, okay, so like, <laughs> just had it. Does it, he have it, a video with crow sounds in the background? <laughs> we we should have that as like a soundboard. But oh, if I were to play devil's advocate, I mean, the things you're going to hear yeah. on like the other videos or whatever. Not not that I'm really listening to those things uh, at this point in time, anyway. Like Alex has watched everything. The, the knocks <laughs> against Ken Walker versus. <laughs> Brees Hall are like it's 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 across the board. It's like all the knocks across the board, right? Like he's not as big, he's not as you know athletic, right? The situation with the Jets, while it's the Jets, right? It's not necessarily better than the Seahawks, right? Like regardless of what you think about about Zach Wilson, like you can think the worst about Zach Wilson. It is the worst version of Zach Wilson that much worse than Drew Locke and Gina Smith, based on what you know. And as a Jets fan, I mean, you should literally know Gina Smith, right? But, like, you know, you got bad quarterback play. You had a team that's clearly rebuilding. They don't have a lot of pieces around them. And, yeah, you know, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, pulling some attention away. Um, But you also have Rashad Penny ahead of him. I mean, yes, RIP Chris yeah, Carson, yeah. but there's still Rashad Penny there, who who lit it up at the end of next season. And I'm a firm believer in once a running back showed you his true colors, that's it. There is there's no redemption arc for any running back ever, unless you're Adrian Peterson. Um, you know, Rashad Penny is still there. So as a dynasty play, I could see it. You know, maybe you just figure Rashad Penny's not going to play out this year, and then you'll get Ken Walker for the future. Um, but there's just like a lot of things working against him. And when you're in a bad situation, you know, it can hurt you long-term when you're running back. You got like three, four years to make good and losing one of those years is a big deal. Um, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I'm personally out on Ken Walker round one. Uh, this year is, is it supposed to be an amazing year for wide receivers, which is the reason why there's so many wide receivers round one. Um, they're all supposed to be great, but I'm definitely out on Ken Walker, personally. I, I would take any of the wide receivers. Even though I got problems with all of them, I'd take any of them over Ken Walker, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, think, I think what you said is reasonable. I think, I think the fact, like, the dynasty aspect makes it, makes it I think, like, a little trickier. Because, um, yeah, you, you're probably not drafting these guys for, I guess, Brees Hall, maybe you could, but, like, yeah, Ken Walker, I probably wouldn't draft him and be like, oh, you're going to play him, like, week one or something. But I will say one last thing, and then we can move on to the next pick. Like, yeah. I don't think the Seahawks are as bad as the Jets. Like, Gino was actually oh, not terrible last season. I, uh, like, because as, as a DK Metcalf owner, like, 
Russell Wilson being like half back was the problem. Yeah. Um, so, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's an interesting we'll take because everything I hear about the Seahawks is that they're like the dumpster fire team of the year. This is just me um, casually picking up stuff on podcasts I like listen to with like 20% intention. Mm-hmm. But maybe Alex. Dude, hot, take, hot takes is what we're here for. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 say- I mean, it's true that like the general consensus is the Seahawks are going to be hot trash this year. But like the Jets are historically hot trash. So, yeah. like, if you were to ask me who's going to have a higher win-loss by the end of the year, I'll take the Seahawks over the Jets nine times yeah, out of ten, regardless of what I say about Zach Wilson or Brees Hall. Like, I yeah. don't care. I still think the Seahawks are a better team. Um, but I also think that Geno Smith and Drew Locke are not great quarterbacks. I think being behind Rashad Penny is going to hold him back. I think having legitimate wide receivers on the outside, you know, he doesn't have the opportunity that uh, – you know, Brees Hall's going to have that the other wide receiver is going to have in the future. Um, and, and I think that'll hurt him. Again, running backs have such a short shelf life that losing even your rookie season, I think, is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Should we do – actually, like, really quick before we go to the next one. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Do each of you guys want to just pick one of these, like, wide receivers you, you would you would take from the group? Because neither of the you middle, any of them. The, you're talking about the middle group, right? <laughs> the middle group, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like, I mean, looking at fantasy pros, we got Drake London, Traylon Burks, and Tier One with Brees Hall. I think that that's fair. I, I, I think it's highly unlikely that that doesn't play out in our fantasy league. Maybe, it, maybe it won't. I don't, I don't know. But I think that Tier Two, Tier Three group is is a really interesting group that I think you can make a strong argument for either way. So I'll let you guys go first. Um, I guess I, you know I would pick. Oh. Uh... I hate all these people. Garrett Wilson. <laughs> There's legitimate Jameson reasons Williams. to hate all of them. I get it. I hate, I get Ga- it. I hate Garrett Wilson because he's on the Jets. I hate Jameson Williams because he's on Detroit. Chris Olave. i probably go Chris Olave. As much as I should have, I'm going to talk to other people. Man, Chris Olave or Sky Moore? I'd probably go Chris Olave. And, I really wanted um, to talk about Sky Moore, so you can go for it. It's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. But I probably would have picked Chris Olave over Sky Moore. I think Chris Olave, you know, he has good measurables and he's he's potentially going to be the WR1. It just depends on how much you believe in Michael Thomas coming back, which I yeah. think um, a lot of things point to things being not as great as before. But yeah, okay. I would say Chris Olave over. You're not worried about Jameson Jarvis Landry Williams. at all? You don't think Jarvis no. Landry has a, has a hand in. Jarvis Landry has shown us the peak of his abilities as a fantasy player, and it hasn't been too great. So, <laughs> fair enough. I think, Anisha, you I, think I, I think I'd pick the same, Chris Olave. Uh, yeah. Chris Olave. Although, like, I think honestly, like, all of these wide receivers—if you're outside the top three, top two—I mean, top two receivers—they all seem like you hope they come good in the middle or towards the end of the season, or probably mm-hmm. next year. Interesting. Well, I'm going to break from the trend here. I'm going to go Jamison Williams, honestly. I, I, I think, mm. you know, may, maybe I'm buying into the coach speak uh, coming out of Detroit. And I know a lot of people are out on Jared Goff. But of all those quarterbacks that are in that middle round there, I mean, I mean, excluding Sky Moore. But, like, you know, but between Zach Wilson throwing to Garrett Wilson, 
versus Jared Goff during, throwing to Jamison Wilson. I don't think Jared Goff is like a huge dick, right? And even from a fantasy, like dynasty perspective, um, they're going to find someone else eventually, right? They're going to go somewhere else eventually. So I think Jamison Williams, you know, skill-wise, I think has shown himself to be very good and I think has room for improvement in the sense that Detroit can easily upgrade at quarterback. Right. And he also has less competition. Mm. Um, Amon Ross, St. Brown, you know, should be good this year, but I think he's like a smaller slot receiver. Shouldn't be contending with him. DJ Chark, who you know I love and I've loved for years, uh, is, is a wide receiver too. And a good, ultimate you know, ultimate, ultimate betrayal. Sure. Don't come at me, DJ Chark. But, uh, you know, Jameson Williams taking that WR1 slot with DJ Chark on the other side, I, I think is a good combination for for Jared Goff to throw to so so I would go Jamison Williams personally um yeah just because of the competition relative to Chris Olave I think Jared Goff can support like only a handful of receivers and there's already TJ Hawkinson and um yeah TJ Hawkinson is not going nowhere I don't know why his name keeps coming up he's proven nothing so he's gonna be good this year I'm gonna draft him again he's gonna be good (laughs) TJ Hawkinson (laughs) Good. You know I'm all about the Titans. You've seen my team. That Darren Waller, Kyle Pitts stack. I am always about the tight ends. Always. But you don't like TJ Hawkinson? No. For a reason. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on. But I just feel like you guys have forgotten how bad Jared Goff truly is. Yeah. I haven't forgotten anything. <laughs> I think you've right. forgotten how bad the Jets truly are. <laughs> Winston truly is. <laughs> All right, round two. All right, my, my pick. <laughs> no, no, let's go. Let's, let's, move let's, move let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, we can move on. So my pick to discuss <laughs> in round two is going to be Isaiah Spiller of the Chargers, and I think he is probably overrated, and I probably won't draft him. And this guy coming into kind of, I think, pre-combine, I think he was, like, among, like, the top two, if not the number one running back prospect um among all the people but then when he got to the combine he just like ran the 40 and everything else so slow and just disappointed so his measurables are just such trash and he's on the chargers which you might think is good because they're a good team but austin eckler justin kelly and there's still like the other guy from last year larry roundtree so i think there's a lot of touches to compete for i just don't think that he really deserves, you know, consideration even among all these other uh, players in round two. I'd probably go, yeah, I'd, I'd probably even go Kenny Pickett over him. Wow, Kenny Pickett. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. <clears throat> as long as they didn't say John Mechie. <coughs> I don't even know who John Mechie is. Houston wide receiver is diagnosed with leukemia this week. Oh. All right, Pete. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, guys... yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I mean, I got nothing to say uh, against the uh, anti Isaiah Spiller thing here going on. I agree with all of it. I, I really don't have much to say, honestly. I, I think he's overrated as well. I don't know why people think, oh, it's the opportunity if Eckler goes down or, you know, Kelly didn't show enough to be there as well. I, I think he did. I don't know what they're talking about. So I don't know. 
Yeah, I like. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go, go, go for it, Peter. I was gonna say, like, I think you know, it's interesting because, uh, like, a lot of these guys, you kind of are like in the handcuff discussion, right? So you're like, okay, if their first guy goes down or underperforms or whatever, like, will they be the next guy? And there's just like so few people who are like actual handcuffs among the running backs. There's only like you know probably like less than five people in the entire league. And Isaiah Spiller, I don't think is that kind of guy, especially on a team like the Chargers. Justin Herbert is a monster quarterback, gonna throw like you know forty times a game, and just uh, won't won't give a fuck if um, his running back isn't doing shit. He's going to, you know, pass the ball to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and everyone else on his team. Before I'm he... honestly more surprised you take Kenny Pickett over. <laughs> I think I pick, I like, pick Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett over. Isaiah Spiller in the second round based on these rankings. And that's based on your team too, right? Kenny Pickett. Why? I think I I take him. That's more interesting to me than the Isaiah Isaiah Spiller take. I I don't understand why you take Kenny Pickett in the round two. I think Isaiah Spiller is going to be such a bust that I'd rather have the quarterback. I don't know if I would do that. So it's more like he's just like that much worse than Kenny yeah, Pickett yeah, as a yeah, yeah, as a yeah, pick yeah. than Kenny Pickett actually. I'm not really. I'm not really good. excited about Kenny Pickett. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I liked I like David Bell, and uh, I'm a sucker for like trying to find like trying to get like a tight end like Trey McBride. Oh, just to like you zig want the people zag. Yeah. Or yeah, like. Uh, you know, the next Kelsey. I have no uh, idea who this Trey McBride person is. Dude, me yeah, I don't, I don't either. I don't either. I mean, the thing is, is like, I mean, he's not comp- – knowing nothing, he's not comparable to Kyle Pitts. Like, Kyle Pitts is, like, across the board known as a generational talent at tight end. Like, he literally never lined up at tight end. He only lined up as a slot receiver. It's like that levels of ridiculousness, right? So it's like, for, for fantasy purposes – I mean, that's just gold. So right, unless yeah. Trey McBride is doing the same thing, which, I mean, if he was, we, we'd be talking about him in the same breath. I, I don't think it's, it's likely, but it is certainly possible. I think tight end, more than any other position, takes the longest to adapt to the NFL. You know, running backs, I usually expect year one or two, wide receivers, two or three. Tight ends, you know, they might not break out till like year three or four. Right, like yeah, might Darren like Waller was like year six or something like that. Like it's crazy, and he's I awesome. Mean, the the so. thing to remember though is like, by the time he gets like second and third round rookie draft, like you're probably picking these for future value, right? Because these guys are going to cost you like a dollar on your practice squad. I don't think that that's true. I mean, I could go through some examples in my personal opinion, but I don't think that that's necessarily true. Right? Like, well, I want to ask you a question, Alex. Yeah, but what, yeah, yeah. why don't you do your pick and then I'll ask you afterwards? Because it's for you too, Peter. All right. I, I mean, do we want to go through round two picks first, or do you want to go through round three? Let's do round three. So okay. Round three, yeah. So, I mean, round three, like, at this point, for sure, right, like, you're swinging for the fences. You know, at this point, I think you might as well try and hit a home run. Most of the people in this, in this range are, are, you know, not people that are expected to be blue chip starters, definite contributors, year one or beyond. Um, I'm glad I got this pick because it gave me a lot more options to choose from. But my pick in the round three and the guy I want to talk about is Isaiah Pacheco. 
Um, I think you guys have probably heard enough from me about my usual draft strategy for finding these diamonds of the rough at running back. And really it comes down to two things. You find a super athletic running back who did not have a lot of opportunity in college, so they have a lot of tread left on the tire, and B, that they're behind an underachieving veteran that everyone is focused on, right? And this level, this line of thinking has naturally led to as follows David Johnson, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Amir Abdullah, Deontay Foreman, um, and Alvin Kamara, right? It, it hits. I promise you it'll hit. It is worth taking the chance on, right? And with Isaiah Pacheco, if you have questions about CEH, you're right. CEH is not a starter. He's just not, right? And when you look at people in Pacheco's way, they are also have not proven themselves to be starters. In fact, Jarek McKinnon is one of my guys from years ago using this exact formula, right? But he ended up on the 49ers. He got injured. He bounced around. And, you know, he's past his prime. So I think Isaiah Pacheco really has that opportunity to pass all of these veterans in front of him. I think anyone who's giving CEH a chance, I'm not saying don't, but I think he's proven what he is. I don't think it's going nowhere. I think Jarek McKinnon is locked into that third down back, if anything. Um, but Isaiah Pacheco, so ridiculously athletic. There is 0% chance in my mind that he won't at least get a chance to start. And at this round, that's all you need. And if he pays off, he'll pay off big. Um, I'm not just saying that as a records alum, but, you know, it'd be nice to root for someone other than Ray Rice. So... That's yeah, my I mean, his, his measurables are just crazy. He has a 4.37, 40-yard dash, with 99th percentile. He has – he's able to bench 225, 27 times. His BMI is 31, which is just like – it's a big boy, you know. His Spark Q score is 133, which puts him in the 96th percentile. And he's from Rutgers, which just <laughs> gives him that extra spice for our league, for all the alumni. Yeah. You see his BMI is 31. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, that's, only, that's not even that big. It's 73rd percentile. But he's like on the upper oh, half. Yeah. 73rd percentile yeah. for running back or just for an uh, Yeah, I think for, for his size, yeah, in running back. Oh. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting also if you look – if you go on Fantasy Pros, you're, you can probably scroll down pretty far. This guy is currently ranked uh, 54 um, on Fantasy Pros rookie draft, meaning that we would have to be drafting in our league for six rounds until somebody should technically take this guy. So this is a this is gonna be a big like, reach for Alex. Like you think he's behind <laughs> Kevin Harris, who's like the sixth running back on New England? I mean, it's New England, <laughs> sure. But like, dude, are you serious? Dude, there's a guy. There's a guy named Snoop Connor above him. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I, would, I, I almost I wanted take... to bring him up just cause. <laughs> I would take Snoop But I got, I got a lot of Isaiah shares of, of Travis Etienne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, a, this is a breach. But, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things we might look back on and just be like, we'll either forget about Isaiah Pacheco and forget his name completely because he'll be completely off the radar or Alex would be a super genius, which is the way you should play fantasy yeah. football. You can either be super right or everyone forgets that you were wrong. That's the only way. I mean, say. 2020, my rookie running backs that I drafted were – Jonathan Taylor, Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, and Cam Akers. Like, pretty sure that's a pretty good track record <laughs> in one year. 
But that was like consensus picks, I thought, for the top rookies. I had to reach for all of them to make sure I got all of them. I, oh, I picked all of them around early. And again, my, my track record of Aaron Jones, right? Aaron Jones was third on the depth chart at the start of the season. I picked him up anyway. He started for two games, got 20 points, got injured. Deontay Foreman was behind Alfred Blue. He earned a starting job, got two consecutive weeks of double-digit points. Torrey's Achilles got cut from the Texans. Amir Abdullah, he was second behind Red Bush. He earned the starting role in preseason. Um, Ended up getting injured also preseason. Uh, Ended up getting cut. Derek McKinnon, I can't explain. I don't, I don't know why the Vikings started Matt Asiata. That was complete bullshit. And Kamara, I was scared off because he was behind Latavius Murray and Adrian Peterson. And I was scared that he was behind Adrian Peterson. So I didn't pick wow. him up. But I should have. David Johnson was behind CJ2K. They started him for half the season, only to realize David Johnson was better. Nick Chubb sat behind Kareem Hunt. People still think Kareem Hunt is a thing. He's not, unless you're going for an RB3. But Nick Chubb obviously paid off. Right. It, it really, really is, in my opinion, the way to go. I could keep going, but I won't. Yeah, let's, uh, let's pause it there before this gets too long. I got one question for you guys. Let's do this quick. Anybody yeah. outside the top three? So Brees Hall, Drake London, Traylon Burks. Anybody outside the top three who you would – you don't even have to answer the name if you don't want to. Like, anybody you would put into a starting lineup? Like right away, like week one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like week one. Week one starting lineup. Shit, that's tough. I'll probably put Ken Walker. Actually, no, that's stupid. There's still Rashad Penny and DJ Dallas. Yeah. Actually, I would say I would say probably Chris Olave or Sky Moore. I think they they have the mm. best chances to be like um, WR one if at the very least like WR two on their teams. So I think they have a good chance of firing in week one. <clears throat> I feel like going hot take. No. Just a hot take. Christian but... Watson. <clears throat> he had knee surgery this week. Who? Knee surgery this week. Oh, uh, who? You? Christian Watson. Oh. <laughs> oh. Shit. GG's Christian Watson. I mean, it's, it's supposedly not serious, but I, okay. you know, just for full disclosure. Maybe he'll drop low enough where I can get him in the second round. I mean, I'm mostly asking because, like, we've never done a rookie draft before. So, like, are you guys going into this looking for, like, immediate value or? Oh, no. That's just like, this is just like, it's almost like an added bonus. It's like three players. It's like an added bonus. Yeah, it's like an added bonus. And it's also, like, kind of mandatory. Right, 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 right. right. Like, Alex, your pick of Isaiah Pacheco is great. Like, if... If people know of like someone they really like who's like whatever consensus rank like a hundred, like just go for it. Yeah. I, I mean honestly a lot of the round three according to consensus rank were like quarterbacks. And like I don't believe in those quarterbacks. And we'd be able to get them off the waiver wire anyway. So like who what's the real advantage of drafting them in the rookie draft? I, I don't see it. So like expanding it slightly that way, Pacheco's not super far far off. He still falls out of it, but you know. I don't think it's that much of a stretch. But rookie, if and I feel I I, I don't I, I probably shouldn't do this, but I feel like I should give a hot take just for the purposes of giving a hot take. But I will probably go Rashad White. That's what I would do. 
Yeah, so, I, I love Rashad White. I'm hoping nobody picks him, so it, he falls to me. It's, like, Dude, pretty no. similar to Pacheco, only it's, like, more understood that, like, the veteran in front of him is probably cooked. Dude, even though Fournette, like, came back overweight and, like, then, like, lost all that weight in, like, a day. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I was, like, good I, to go again. <laughs> Samson had a subscription to, like, the ESPN magazine, and their feature <laughs> was on Leonard Fournette. I have read so much Leonard Fournette because of that. Like, I think he's a superhuman. His college production is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, he's one of the greatest college running backs ever, right? And it's it's unfortunate what happened to him. Um, yeah, he, it seems like he but, can be one of those super athletes who shows up to camp, 200 million pounds. Gets yeah, yeah it doesn't even week, matter. And it doesn't matter. It's like, yeah. Jordan, eating, it's like Jordan eating Big Macs. Um, exactly. Game, you know, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Take your lunch money. Yeah, he yeah, smoke a pack of Marlboros of... beforehand. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> the but... thing about uh, Tampa Bay, I think that's also interesting too, <clears throat> is that it's not just Lenny. Um, I think Geo is coming back, which I know mm-hmm. he's like kind of washed, but but I think it does make a difference because I think a big reason that Lenny was so good was because he essentially took all of Geo's, you know, um, uh, satellite back touches. So with Geo back and I don't really think I don't know. Like, does Tampa run like uh, a running back by committee, or are they just like? Uh, are they? It was sort of by like, committee in the beginning because I think they split yeah. it with Ronald Jones. But don't forget, uh, Bruce Arians is gone. So oh, yeah, I forgot about Ronald Jones. I mean, yeah. I, I don't Bruce I don't Arians follow enough about coaching and coaching styles and offensive styles to know for sure. But Brady's Rashad White there. really fits the mold for me of super athletic rookie behind a somewhat underwhelming veteran. And, you know, he's, he's obviously on a good offense to protect him. Um, so, yeah. yeah. If you don't I, pick I, I Rashad would. White, if you don't pick Rashad White in round one, it will drop to me and I will instantly pick him. I mean, I'm <laughs> not picking Rashad White round one. And there's no way he makes it in round two. So I've already given up on getting Rashad White. But I do like him as a, as a player. He, he's too low for me to take round one, but he's too high for me to take round two. So I, I'm pretty out on him. For me, for again, that's me personally. Yeah. All right, let's let's wrap this up. It's not too long. Plus, we need time for inserting the ad read, you know? <laughs> yeah. Jim for, uh, Bordeloy Biotech. Bordeloy Biotech. Jim <laughs> whatever, we, thanks, whatever we can get. Thanks to our sponsor, Bordeloy Biotech, for their joint pain cream. <laughs> I, I got a sample in the mail, and it's really helped me. It's changed my, you know, knee pain that I've had from squatting. I use it every day. Totally endorse it. Brush my teeth with it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It kind of makes my mouth a little numb, but it's part it's part of why it works, I think. So yeah, yeah. Thank thank you. Use our use our sponsor code, uh B B B no B W B, sorry, B W B to get fifty percent off your first order. From Jay's dad. Just... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. Who's getting Deshaun Watson? Anybody? <laughs> Our last question is who's getting Deshaun Watson? I think Alex has the only prepared answer. How are you going for Alex? Again, <laughs> every year, someone drafts someone they don't want via auto draft. That's what's going to happen this year. If you made me put money on a name, I love you, but it's Chris Wu. Chris Wu going to go MIA during the draft. He's going to auto draft him. It's going to happen. Sorry, bro. Right. You heard it here first. 
Between I'm fellowship and wedding planning, I get it. You're busy. I get it. I ain't blaming you, yeah, but it's gonna yeah. happen. The curse of the curse of a busy job. Yeah. yeah, I think my take is also it's actually gonna be different. I think he actually will be. I think he'll actually escape the draft with nobody drafting him, and our most morally ambiguous member of our league, who is also our drug bro, will eventually take him, and we'll all roast him for it. In the <laughs> drug <WhatsApp>. bro. <laughs> Bob and Shaw. No names. Gonna take him like week eight when he desperately is needing QB when Matthew Stafford underwhelms. Disagree. Um, yeah. That's, Fully that's disagree. <laughs> Bobbin is 100% into moral superiority. There's no way he'll take this on Watson. Unless, yeah. like I said, the Andrew Luck debacle of 2019 happens again. He just so happens to get a delivery at the time of his pick. And he autographs him. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I got to say, my pick, uh, I don't think Bobbin will take him. I think Bobbin will actively not take him. Uh, I think it's going to be Samson in week nine. Okay. We just have like so a specific. collection of teams so who typically. Why yeah, week nine? Because we, we, we have like a collection bye of teams week. who just like, like trend oh, okay. towards the yeah. bottom half of the league. I feel yeah. like Samson what are you is willing usually to down do? there. Not even like at that point. It's like, what are you willing to do to win? It's what are you willing to do to avoid the sacko? Yeah, I think he'll just take it on the chin, like he did last year. He didn't do anything wild to avoid non-playoffs last year. Not that there was anything to do, but there was no waiver wire Deshaun Watson back then. Yeah, there hasn't been a waiver wire Deshaun Watson recently. Also, just want to say yes. Alvin Kamara might play this season after he beat someone up in Vegas last year. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I didn't actually follow up. After our Vegas trip, I didn't follow up on what happened with him. Yeah, um, same. I was just like, this sucks. I'm going to unplug from fantasy football for a year. Uh, <laughs> seems like he might play. So, hooray, moral gray area for the NFL. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. All right. Cool. Ridiculous. Well, thank you, guys. We'll do this again a week from now. Um, yeah, we got to do draft draft after the rookie draft and, and yeah, see where yeah. we're at. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's do that. See if someone takes Isaiah Pacheco before me. Peter, you bastard. Dude, Jay's <laughs> going to draft him first pick. Yeah, dude. I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. It's going to come to round three, and nobody's going to know any of the names anymore. And you have four opportunities. Me, Jay, Mike and Bobbin to take Isaiah Pacheco because you Why Mike? Podcast. Mike didn't go to Rutgers. <laughs> Where did Mike come from? He's just he's just ahead of you in the draft. It's just opportunity. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> if he listens to podcast and drafts Isaiah Pacheco before me, I'm gonna be very disappointed in this podcast. It would be a sign of flattery. I'm gonna start feeding you guys terrible information. Like Pierre Strong, hop on that New England running back carousel. Or Hassan Haskins. Who knows what's going to happen to Derrick Henry? You can't bring yourself to to do that. Yeah, You compromise your integrity. This this is the price you pay for being an influencer. Right, right, right. Because then Alex, your problem is like after he's like, oh man, Alex is really bad at watching. (laughs) He's so bad at fancy football. He's so bad. He's awful. Yeah, he's just so bad at this. Just do the opposite what he says. Like Skip Bayless. Just do the opposite. It's not it even that he's so bad. Favorites. He just it also takes up so much time doing it, and it's still bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, you try so hard, hard, but you're still so bad. <laughs> hey, we still cheer for the Special Olympics, right? Is that too harsh? 
All right. I tried super hard. That was too dark. I apologize. I apologize to our listeners. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not editing this, so I will post it <laughs> to that WhatsApp channel. And I guess okay, we can do some show notes so people can skip around. That's yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks for, thanks for doing this, Nish. Thanks for editing. Yep. Thanks yeah, for no, no, thanks. Thank you, guys. Music. Thanks for thanks monetizing. <clears throat> I think we got to thank Bordeloy Biologics for that. Yeah, Biotech. thanks, Bordeloy Biologics. Bordeloy Biotech. Guys, oh. you got to get the name right. Otherwise, you don't get <laughs> <laughs> don't we get money every single time we mention them like carl's Jr.? isn't that how it works yeah, i think i think we dinged if we name it wrong follow borderline biotech at borderline biotech on twitter instagram facebook this guy all right this is this might have gone too far all right yeah. see ya bye bye